Hey guys, it's Liz Kelly. We have a new podcast launching this week exclusively on Spotify with Chris Ryan and Chuck Klosterman called Music Exists. Here's the trailer. Hello, this is Chris Ryan. I'm an editor at TheRinger.com. Hello, this is Chuck Klosterman. I'm a friend of Chris Ryan and The Ringer. And this is Music Exists, a podcast where we talk about how we think about music. Yeah, this is not a podcast where we tell you what music to listen to or we necessarily comment on what's happening in the culture right now or what you should be listening to tomorrow before your friends do. This is a podcast about thinking about music even when it's not playing. Yeah, how does music shape the world you see around you, the world you feel around you? How does it make you feel about yourself? Yeah, particularly if the music that makes you feel things about yourself is Steely Dan or Black Sabbath. Or Radiohead. Yeah, that happens. That comes up a lot. Music Exists, a podcast about Radiohead. (laughs) (laughs) Available exclusively on Spotify. All right, welcome to Against All Odds with Cousin Sal here. Heel producer Jim Cunningham is joining me. Mighty Mighty Boss Tone's playing us in. Jim, we, we talked to, uh, it's funny, we talked to Dickie Barrett, lead singer of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones the other day. Is that right? Yeah, it was great. He was very cool. He's very cool, but what he wasn't cool about is um, this song that we paid $500 for, <laughs> the na 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 He, all of a sudden, now he wants like $11 million from Spotify to keep the deal going. I know. I told him I'd get him another 500. So we'll see. Yeah, we can maybe get him another 500. All right. We'll see. We'll see uh, where that goes. You know, very, very litigious that Dickie Barrett. Hey, Boston's, I'm in but, uh, By the way, I'm in a music video. Now that I bring it up, I'm on what? on Apple Music. The great Huey Lewis of Huey Lewis in the News has put me in his video. We shot it like a couple of years ago, but it just came out. It's on Apple Music. It's called Her Love is Killing Me. Uh, it's me, my cousin, Jimmy Kimmel. Chris Berman, Joe Montana, Cedric the Entertainer. Who else? Bruce Bochy, Brandon Flowers from The Killers is in it, Jimmy Buffett. And uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm practically nude in it. So check that out. And I, I put my head in the toilet. So lots of good stuff going on. That was the highlight of my week. Lousy, lousy weekend. Otherwise, first weekend after the Super Bowl, I lost. I bet the Dallas Renegades first. I got caught up in all the XFL hoopla. And I was, there you go. I was just like that. I was part of the biggest upset in XFL reboot history. The Renegades were nine and a half point favorite. They lost to the St. Louis team, whoever the hell they were. They, uh, their quarterback, their quarterback, Jim, had 30, at one point he had 30 completions for 190 yards. And it wow. wasn't Landry Jones, as I was promised. It was somebody else at a University of Minnesota from like six years ago. But I lost with that. I bounced back and lost with 1917. At the Oscars, good times, good times. <laughs> I love, I love the post NFL uh, season here. It really, really is some lean weeks coming up. But we do have a lot to cover. We have this XFL stuff. We have NFL, uh, the NCAA hoops champ. It's a month before conference tournaments. NBA All Star weekends here. We're going to take a ride on Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino, Sharp Tank, and much, much more. And we're going to hit it all with my gurus of gambling my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, brother Bry, and Darren, the parlay kid. What's happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal. What's going on, buddy? I feel like I haven't talked to you guys in like three months, but it's only been 
It's been two weeks. Is it two weeks or more? That's it. Yeah, it's That's only it. two, two weeks. weeks. It feels like forever. Wow. Right? The Super Bowl was like three years ago. Yeah. And it really does feel like three years ago. And we have, uh, like I said, I think this is maybe the worst time of year because obviously the summer sucks for sports and sports gambling, but you just get that, just get that hangover. You get that poor postpartum with football. It just seems so far, so long from here. And we got the XFL. I don't know. Let, let's just check in with the guys. Harry, I think first, first and foremost, people want to know about your health. Last time you were on, you were battling diverticulitis. You did it from a hospital bed. Good job by you. How are you feeling? Feeling better. Uh, doing what the doctor said and say to do. So I'm, I've got a few uh, more appointments. I've written down somewhere. I think I got two tomorrow, one on Friday, uh, two more next week. I got a lot of stuff going on in terms of uh, still uh, getting uh, to 100 percent. But I'm going to I'm, I'm still I'm doing what they said and I'm going to make a comeback. I lost that weight. Uh, I gained it all back when I had the bet with you. Good. Doing it again. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's by Super Bowl 55. I'm telling you, it's back. What's back? That's the weight's going to be back? The weight is going to be gone and I'm back. Oh, you're back. All right. So you're going to lose weight. That Doctors are telling you to lose weight and then uh, these these problems will go away. Is that what they're suggesting? I don't know if they're going to go away, but I've just, you know, need to, <laughs> need, to, need, to, need to shed a few pounds. And it's, it's going to happen very, very soon. All right. The well, last, time, the last time Harry lost all this weight, though, too, the same thing happened. He ended up in the hospital. So I guess it doesn't matter either way. Skinny Harry, fat Harry. <laughs> <laughs> is that true, Harry? That's right. You were in the hospital when you lost the weight. Brian is, pretty, Brian is right, I think. He is. He's like a Harry historian when it comes to your medical conditions. Well, we're, well according we're, to Brian on, on Twitter, though, he's supposed to be my weight manager. So he's supposed to be my. I know. Uh, well, I, you know. I told you a while ago, I said, after you lost that weight, I said, Harry, please don't get past 220, 215, 220. And you went like 60 pounds over that. 220. Like oh, when, months, so. <laughs> when I lost that, when I well, lost all the weight like and when I did the nine. I know yeah. when we did the weigh in, Jimmy, Jim, Jimmy told me, Jimmy Kimmel told me, Harry, listen, I lost weight, too. Just. Listen, go slow with the food. Go slow, and you won't gain it back. Nope. Unfortunately, <laughs> didn't listen. All right. <laughs> and trailed well, off there. Go slow. I mean, go really, like, maybe completely stop. I don't know. I don't mm. know. Maybe that's the way to do it. But we are uh, we're happy to have you back. We all are. Actually, we're not all happy to have you back. Everyone on the uh, talking right now is. But um, we got some mail. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. A guy named Monty Griffin. By the way, you could email us if you want to put yourself up for the Degenerate Gamblers Hall of Fame. We're all ears. We'll listen to you. We'll read it. We'll vote on it. And that, or if you just want to give a, you know, give a shout out or or an opinion like Monty Griffin here, subject, why let Harry speak? Um, he writes, hmm. the only worst thing than Harry arguing that Derek Jeter is not a Hall of Famer is his stupidity. He kept calling Jeter a gigolo because he gave away parting gifts. Hello, stupid. The gigolo does not give anything of value. The John gives something of value. I thought Harry would understand the hooker-John relationship since he has been known to like the Thai Lion hookers. <laughs> also, the girls were not sleeping with Jeter to get the baskets. He's a professional athlete in New York. These guys have groupies. They don't have to give anything to sleep with any of these girls. Jeter is being a class act. He was always a class act. Also, you could have Jim edit out every time Harry refers to hippy-dippity. It sounds creepy AF. Also, I'm always... I'm always crash when he says it. Oh, I almost always crash when he says it. Thank you, Monty from Fort Worth. P.S. No Hall of Fame for Eli. Wow. 
By the way, Harry's got a lot of enemies in Fort Worth, right? We, we went to Fort Worth. He's got this one hotel clerk that hates him. Now he's got Monty. I don't know what Monty does for a living. What do you think of all this, Harry? The waiters didn't like us either there, remember? The waiters yeah. had the issues there too, yeah. Well, listen, Harry, do you uh, think that was Jeter- the, uh, do you think the, the Burger King King wrote this? This is, really- <laughs> is that Monty? <laughs> That might have been his name, actually. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But listen, uh, Jeter does to, Jeter does need to do that. He gave those away because that's what you know, listen. Gigolo Jeter had a nice ring to it. I like the name of it. I know what it means, but still, he does whatever. He's giving away <laughs> gifts. It's all a, it's all a setup and a scam. And listen, he's doing it. To, you know, if anyone else did it, it'd be a big red flag, big question mark. But Derek Jeter, the captain, gets away with murder every. Everything he ever does on the field, off the field, with, with the My- with the uh, Miami Marlins making uh. them look like crap now and setting up the Yankees, that was a setup too. Anything he does, he gets away with. It's ridiculous. All right, <laughs> yeah. all right, Jim, heel uh, producer Jim, you're from fo- here on forward instructed to edit out any hippity dippity mentioned because it, it creeps it creeps the listeners out. I guess so. At least those in Fort Worth, all it creeps enemies. him out. That's I it. like it. No, everyone else likes it. All right. Uh, Let's talk uh, sports. Brother Bry, we have been gambling uh, after the Super Bowl. Like I said, it's not just Oscars and and XFL. Uh, We had the MMA. We won with John Jones. A lot. Very controversial. People like got mad at me for tweeting that Jones won three to two. Now, I get it. I get that the 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 one the judge that had four one for Jones should should step aside, should take it slow, as my cousin Jimmy said for a while. Um, But does that mean he didn't win three, two? Can't you say that he won Browns two, four and five? Yeah, I thought it was really close. I mean, we had Jones on a, a on a parlay there, but right. if I was, I mean, I just assumed, I, I mean, just knowing UFC, I assumed after three rounds, somebody gave Jones at least one round. I mean, if I was scoring that, uh, if I was really paid, paying attention, I was up, uh, was at a bar, but if I was scoring that, I, I might've said Reyes won the first three rounds. Um, at most, you know, it was, it, I feel like three, two, either way was the right call. I was happy sure. that Jones won just because we had Jones, even though Reyes is a fellow Stony Brook football player. So, um, that was kind of neat. I mean, I thought he fought, I thought Reyes fought as well as you could fight as, I mean, you just knew Jones was going to win the later rounds, but I thought he fought well throughout the whole fight. Um, but, uh, all we know now at this point is we should just always bet Jones by decision. That just seems to be the, uh, the bet we need to make. Cause we're always getting was, some good plus money there. Yeah. I was just going to say, what is it? Eight out of his last nine fights. And I know this cause I've been on the opposite end of most of them. I, I, I didn't do it this time, but eight out of his last nine fights went over or went to, to the decision or something. It definitely went over. Um, I don't know if they went, uh, to the decision and then John Jones coming down five fifty four fifty. You're going to see. I don't know. What does he do? Does he go up and wait or it's going to be interesting? Parlay kid, you had him also. You also are now betting against the Knicks. It's a weird thing now with you and brother Bry and rooting for the Knicks to lose. What's going on with this team? Why are they still trying? (laughs) Good question, Sal. Uh, Yeah, I I actually closed out a parlay with them the other day against the Hawks, right? Where I, I, I had the Hawks to win. The Knicks were getting killed. They came back. I don't know, Sal, it's a weird thing. No Nick fan should be rooting for them to win right now, especially because they're not playing the young guys as much as many of us would like to see them. But I think there's such a uh, malaise amongst Knicks fans that it just seems like nobody cares what is happening with the Knicks right now. They're 
Um, they're almost a forgotten team in this town right now, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and winning is, can only hurt them at this point. It could only maybe convince them to bring back this interim coach or stick with some of the guys they have. Uh, mistake. We got to lose games, play the young guys, try to be competitive, develop some young guys for once. For once, develop somebody, please. And uh, get a high draft pick or draft picks and move on from there. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a, okay, I see in terms of bringing the coach back, I could see why you want them to lose. You don't want them to go on a streak here and they, maybe all of a sudden there's some false confidence in this. But the one thing about the NCAA season, and we'll get to it, not only are some of these teams bowing out that you can count on, but who are the top players? Obviously, there's no Zion this year, but what do you... Right. Parley Kid, you might get it, said Obi Toppin. Your, your guy from Dayton could be the next pick right in there. He's Right now, he's projected top three or four. You got LaMelo Ball, who's in Australia. Anthony, yeah. I don't even know who is a Nick fan. You got the guy kid from Memphis who didn't play. Wiseman, yeah, um, I don't know who yes. you want as a Nick, it's, right? Yeah, no, this year, it's a tougher year, but you can guarantee this. Whoever goes right before the Knicks pick will be really good, and whoever the <laughs> Knicks take will be average at best. Right. Uh, you can guarantee it. So it almost doesn't matter uh, what happens. And Brian could back me up on that because that's exactly what's going to happen. I see that. And probably whoever goes after them will be good too. That's kind of how it works. But yeah, yeah. Well, it's going to be interesting. I think it might be easier to bet the NBA. It's really so tough right now. But maybe, maybe teams will start really tanking for good um, come late February, early March, uh, when we've seen it happen before. All right, I'm not ready to say goodbye to pro football. In fact, let's look at Super Bowl 55 odds. Obviously, the Chiefs. How did we do with this? I think um, did, did who had the Chiefs out of the four of us? I know I didn't. I, I did. Say. I had them to win the yeah, AFC. Yeah, Parlaykin was all over the Chiefs. Parlaykin had I, the Chiefs. The yeah. rest of us had the all Niners year long. two weeks ago. Right, you had the Chiefs. You had actually the Chiefs to beat the Niners, Parlay Kid. We're going to start yeah. with you, but the Chiefs are favored to win it again. Six to one odds. San Francisco, seven to one. Baltimore, eight to one. New England, eight. New Orleans, 15. Seattle, 18. Dallas, <laughs> 20. Pittsburgh, 20. Green Bay, 25. Then it gets uh, gets away from it a little bit. But let's start with you, Parlay Kid. You had the winner. So who's a uh, good value wise, um, a good value pick for Super Bowl 55? Yeah. Sal, I think right now, and I think Harry will like this because he was on this team all year this year, is the Bills at 35-1 to 1, uh, to win this Super Bowl. Um, team on the rise, right? Uh, could they be the? Can they finally be the best team in the AFC East this year? It's a possibility. This year, more than maybe any other year in the last 20, 25 years, we might see a, a, you know, a, an opening here for the Buffalo Bills. Right? They have a QB who's getting better and better. And they're in a great spot, right? Because they're still paying this quarterback his his rookie deal. He's still on his rookie deal. So they can spend the money elsewhere. Their schedule's a little tougher. They got the Chiefs and Niners next year, and of course the Patriots twice. But they'll be ready for the challenge. They got nine draft picks and plenty of cap space. A very good coach in McDermott. And they're good on both sides of the ball. Very solid offensively, very solid defensively. At 35 to 1, um, this team is ascending. Uh, I think it's very good value for them. That's a pretty good number. I, you know, like you said, Allen's got a playoff game under his belt. Should have won. Should have beaten the Texans there. Yeah, absolutely. Wild card weekend. Uh, Should have been in the second round. You don't know what's going to happen with Brady. Everyone's saying he could go somewhere else. I think the Patriots would make a big mistake parting ways with Brady this year. I know he fell off statistically, but he knows the offense. 
He's familiar with the culture. You're not going to get better than him coming in there. And yeah, I don't know what, where he would go anyway. They talk about him going to the Chargers. Like one thing's for sure, the Chiefs, healthy Chiefs team is going to win between 11 and 14 games. You really want to compete with that? You're going to end up you're going to end up pe- competing probably with the Patriots for a five or a six seed is what you're going to end up doing if, if Brady, if he goes to the Chargers or does anything. So assuming he stays put, I still like the Bills 35 to one. Harry, what about you? You're going to be very proud of this pick, whatever it is. I have a feeling. <laughs> it's going to surprise you all. It's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 65 to one. Two time, two time NFL coach of the year, Bruce Arians actually did a fantastic job last year considering uh, they won nine, seven games, should have won eight. Uh, Gay missed that field goal uh, against the Giants uh, from 30 yards. And that they did that with Winston com- having the most turnovers in the league. Your quarterback had 30, 30 picks, more turnovers in terms of fumbles. This team has got players. Linebacker Levante David, seven out of eight years now, he's got 100-plus tackles. They were number one defensively versus the run this year, 15th overall against yards. First-round pick, Devin White. From LSU, he had 100 tackles, and they had three players on this team with at least six sacks, and that includes undrafted linebacker Shaq Barrett. He had 19 and a half sacks this year, and he's a free agent, but he says he wants to stay with Tampa Bay. And look, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, 2,500 yards, 17 touchdowns combined in just 27 games. Uh, They're away schedule in 2020. Uh, In the eight games, they play only one playoff team. And the Bucs are the fourth lowest odds, if you don't include the Pats, to be Tom Brady's team in 2020 at 15-1. That would put the Bucs, for the first time in a long time, back on the football map. And Brady having offensive weapons instead of having 38-year-old Ben Watson, Jacoby Myers, broken down Mohamed Sanu, and, and Julian Edelman's like 34 years old. So, listen, Bruce Arians is there for a reason. He's 67 years old. Wants to get something rolling here. And he he said in the offseason that, you know, he can win with anybody. And that meant Winston could be out. He's 65 and 42 in his career. Bucks, 65 <laughs> to one. Let's take a look at that. All right. Well, I don't uh, typically love betting teams blindly when you don't know who their quarterback is. I know there's more to it than just the quarterback, but you like to have that position set. That said, you're not taking too much of a risk because it's 65 to one. Todd Furman on Lock It In recently took. Uh, Jameis at 60 to one to win MVP. We laughed at him. Uh, although Lamar Jackson was 60 to one entering this year. So that's what he kept going to, by the way, Jameis LASIK surgery today. I think this morning, I think he had LASIK Mm. surgery and Harry with that, it went to 90 to one. No, I don't know. I don't know what's going to be. I mean, it's just hard. He's part of the 30, 30 club. He invented the 30, 30 club. Um, it's not a big risk. As I said, Tampa Bay, 65 to one. Uh, Good luck with that. Brother Brian, I think you, like me, like everyone else, is trying to figure out the NFC West. And if you could figure out the NFC West, you're going to get good odds on a team, right? Well, that's the thing, right? The NFC West is going to be the best division again. I mean, the Cardinals could be the surprise team, too. Who knows, depending on what they bring in. I know they have a lot of cap space. Uh, But I hate that I'm doing this. I really hate that I'm doing this. But when I was looking for value, I was looking for a team that was like 30 to 1, anywhere from 30, 35 to 1. So, Again, oh God, I'm looking at the Rams at 30 to one. Like I, I just feel, <laughs> I know I'm gonna. You guys can totally talk me out of this over the next few weeks. But look, if they, 
if they get their offensive line in check and their running game back, who knows what's going to happen to Gurley. But I just feel like McVay is going to have all offseason to kind of change things up. I mean, he, I, I just made <laughs> again. We, oh, God, please. We, I know we said McVay last year, you know, how impressive he was when we met with them. They had a down year, but it still wasn't that big of a down year. I mean, they went to San Francisco and probably should have won that game late in the season. They finished up nine and seven, but. Not a ton of cap space, but that division and, and the reason why, for, first of all, that division is really good, but they also play the AFC East and the NFC East. Right. So that might be a lot of wins for those four teams. Um, so you might be looking again, you could be looking at three playoff teams out of that. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't know if there's obviously there's a huge gap between the 49ers and the Rams defensively, um, but you never really know from one year to the next. The Rams could could get things going, especially if they get that run game going again. So I think at 30, 30 to one, I mean, when we were looking at this last year, the Rams were what, like seven to one, eight to one. So at 30 to one, I think it's worth it to take a flyer on McVay. Yeah. Uh, boy, I, you know, I know I'm not going to speak for the parlay kid here, but I, I've had an ass full of the Rams. I mean, I lost a lot, <laughs> a ton of money. The old lady's not getting a Valentine's day gift this week because of the Rams. I could, specifically pulled on the Rams. I don't know. I feel like they're getting older. Uh, Wade Phillips is gone, but even with him there, they really, they, they had like a blank checkbook, that team. They've signed every free agent they could have defensively. So just kept waiting for them to get it together. Maybe they did a little, those the last few games, but I didn't see it enough to be impressed. I don't know if having Gurley matters at all anymore. Not as confident in Goff. I'll say this though. Rams 30 to one Seahawks, 18 to one. Nine or seven to one. I know seven to one isn't a great number, but let's, I, I want to defend Jimmy G a little bit here. I mean, he was, if he connects with Sanders on that pass, there's a good chance they're Super Bowl champs, right? Like I know he overthrew him and he had a 10 point lead and he was like, you know, with eight minutes left in the fourth quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo was the MVP. He was 13 for 16 or something to start. Uh, I feel like this for the same reasons, uh, brother Bry, they play the AFC East, the NFC East. Uh, a lot of times what happens to these losing Super Bowl teams is they they part ways with coordinators. The 49ers are not going to have to worry about that. Defensively, they're the second youngest in the league. Um, I know Shanahan maybe just can't get it together in these big games, but I love that running system. You can plug anyone in. I think offensively, they're going to be okay, and I think they're going to be around. You're not getting a great deal with 7-1, but maybe jump on all those NFC West teams and let it shake out because you know they're, good. they're long for the playoffs. Um, that's for sure. Uh, Jim Cunningham, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I like the Jets, seventy-five <laughs> oh, to one. <laughs> you know, even, even, if, even if Brady he can't give up on the uh, on the Jets or the Giants. Yeah, even if well, even if Brady goes back to New England, it's like one of those relationships where they break up and then they get back together. It's not going to work. So I think uh, right. the door is open for <laughs> Sam Darnold and the Jets. Come on through. Speaking of relationships that aren't going to work out, I hung out with Jim Monday and he, uh, we went to a crazy, crazy show. I, I, I would need 17 hours to explain what it was, but, yeah. um, I don't even know where to start here, but anyway, what, what I want to get to is at the end of the night, I'm about to say goodbye to Jim. And he is, um, talking to this woman who was the president or part of the fan club of the show that we <laughs> were, uh, went, went to see. And I couldn't get him away from her. Now, here's the thing. Good for you, Jim, except she was approaching 60 years old. I know. Uh, I was trying to get away from her, and she was trying to get my Facebook contact info, 
and she couldn't look up. She, I, don't, I don't know. She didn't know how to use her phone. I was like, all right, just give me your number. Let's, let's get, let me go. Let me out of here. So what? I don't know. It didn't really look like you were trying to get away. I have to be honest. Yeah, well, but, I, I'm, I fake it. I'm, I'm nice. All right, let me know how the first four dates go with her. We'll do. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Hey, guys, your local police department probably receives 100 calls a night from burglar alarms and usually have no idea whether the alarm is real. By the way, 75 of those calls are from Harry and his, uh, and his master, Ken, <laughs> and it's usually because a snake has slithered uh, uh, in front of the, uh, in the doorway and they want to call the cops because that's what you oh. do when a snake comes by. But all the alarm company could tell them is the motion sensor went off. Well, Simply Safe Home Security is different. You get comprehensive protection for your home, uses real video evidence to give police an eyewitness account of any break-ins. They can tell them where the intruder is in the home and whether they are armed and uh, what they're doing. Police will dispatch up to 350% times faster than for a normal burglar alarm. Outdoor cameras, doorbells alert you to anyone approaching the home. Entry motion, glass break sensors guard inside. Plus, Simply Safe protects your home from fires, water damage, carbon monoxide poisoning. And it's all monitored 24-7 by live security professionals. You can set it up yourself. No tools needed. Or they can do it for you. And it's only 50 cents a day with no contracts. Visit simplysafe.com slash odds. You'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash odds so they know our show sent you simplysafe.com slash odds. Harry, that might be right up your alley, you know? Very might be. Look, we got we got issues now. We got but speaking of, we got issues at the house again right now. What happened? What do you mean? Rained the last couple days. We have another hole in the ceiling. Had two guys come today to check out what's going on. Water burst through the ceiling. If that makes okay. any sense. Yeah, it yeah. makes sense. But who are you going to sue? You have to sue like Mother Nature, I guess, right? <laughs> <laughs> it, I wouldn't put it past him. All right. You figure it out. Um, let's talk college basketball. Uh, it's a weird year. Like I said, no Zion. Obviously, we knew that would happen. Um, Carolina is bad. Rest in peace, Tate Frazier. Uh, Michigan State has eight losses already. They won a close one yesterday, I know. Arizona has seven losses. Michigan has eight losses. I don't think they've won a road game in conference, Michigan. Virginia, the champs have seven losses. Indiana's five and seven in conference. How do we make heads or tails of this? Gonzaga and Kansas are still favored at seven to one to cut down the Nets. Duke, eight to one. Baylor and the Parlay Kids, Dayton Flyers are 12 to one. Let's start with you, Harry. You said yes. Or I don't know, Harry, you're going with Dayton. I'm going with Dayton. I'm rolling with Darren. So either, uh, either we roll with this and they do great or, uh, well, Darren can blame me for jinxing them. The ultimate jinx right here. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> Number six in the country, 22 and one, the Atlantic 10, um, their two losses were just against, uh, Kansas in Maui in overtime and in Chicago versus a very good Colorado team. I think they're the 16th in the country. Like I said, both undefeated over, in both conference play. Both yeah. overtime as well. Yeah. Undefeated in conference play. They beat Georgia, Virginia Tech, St. Mary's, VCU, all by double digits in non-conference games. And they're number one in the nation in field goal percentage at almost 53% a game. Uh, they're 20th in the country in, t- in points scored. They're very deep. Uh, they they go 10 players on a regular basis, and they have my player of the year, and Sal, you mentioned him earlier, in forward Obi Toppin. He's getting 20 points a game, eight rebounds, a block and a half. 
uh, and shooting 63% from the field. And what's that ma- and what makes that even more remarkable is that he averages taking three three-point shots a game, and he's still shooting 63% from the field. Their top five scores, the worst field goal percentage out of the, that group is shooting 47%. Uh, this team is so good. I, I just think without uh, uh, move, moving without the ball, too, creating solid scoring chances, the Dayton Flyers at 12 to 1, the Atlantic 10 representative, they're going to make a run. Mm. Uh, Parlay Kid, that's your team. But I'm trying to look at the uh, tournament schedule. So you want them in the East, obviously, if you're going to go see them live. But even then, I think there's only dates in Albany. I'm trying to look at these East sites. Doesn't look like it's that close. You don't have like East Rutherford or anything like that. Oh, they'll be playing. They'll be playing in the A10 tournament right at the Barclays here. In Brooklyn. Oh, right, so that's that, at the Barclays. Yeah, right. I'm so just trying to think for that. All right, well, yeah. that's good enough. Uh, they'll get out. Yeah, of that. well, look, I, I, I used to, you know, Dayton is a uh, look. It, it is really something that if if you, you know, no college basketball, and especially if you attended Dayton, you know, basketball is king in that city. Uh, for a school that's what would you consider to be a mid-major, they're in the top 20 in attendance every single year in mm-hmm. the NCAA. I mean, they're drawing like close to, you know, they sell out every single game. Uh, I'm so glad this is happening for them. They've always been a solid program. Every few years they make a little bit of a run. Uh, but this team seems to be the real deal. I mean, and, you know, Harry's giving it 12-1. to Styles, you know, I got them at 25-1. to That's right. So. So I'm in even better shape, but I'll give you my I'll give you my pick right now for a long shot, Sal. Um, I am rolling with the Florida State Seminoles. Sal, they're twenty and four. Uh, they're they're actually they're thirty five to one. If I didn't give that, I'm sorry if I didn't. Yep. But they're twenty and four record. Leonard Hamilton has made this a basketball school. Um, at this point, they have an experienced backcourt, which you know at that come uh, NCAA tournament time means a lot. They're ranked eight at the moment. That's pretty impressive. Uh, they have size, athleticism, and most importantly, they're a very tough team. Okay, they'll be battle tested coming out of the ACC. This is a team I think that's primed to make a run in the NCAA's this year. Thirty-five to one, great value. And brother Brian will even say probably you should take like three or four of these teams and bank on one of these type of teams to win it all this year. You said that, brother. I didn't hear you say that. Brother Brian said that? <laughs> I didn't get a chance to yet. Florida State, good. Uh, I thought they would uh, had a shot to knock off Duke, who obviously had an emotional game against Carolina. Then you see the stats. Duke is like 9-0, and 9-0, and or in like 7-3 and against the spread. 9-0, I forgot it was. 9-1 and and 7-3 and against the spread. Games following Carolina, so that didn't even matter. But that was a close one. That's good. They obviously could play with Duke and the best in the ACC and in the country. But Brother Bry. Are you, are you done rolling your eyes over this Dayton stuff? You want to make a pick? <laughs> I, um, I do like Dayton a lot, too. Um, but the one, one thing I look at here is I, did, I do think what Darren was saying is, is what I've been saying. That this tends to be the year where I think we're going to get a Cinderella team. We're going to get one or two of them, I think, in the Elite Eight, one to the Final Four. Um, just the way that I know we have a lot of great records this year, but they're really, I mean, there's a lot of very good teams. There's really no great team, I would say. And, you know, Dayton is Dayton's definitely one of the better ones. But when I'm looking at teams and, and odds and value, it's funny. This team is 16 and eight, but I'm looking at Texas Tech at 40 to one. Look, they started off the season a little poorly, but they've, they've seemed to have gotten in a rhythm lately. Chris Beard is a top five coach in the NCAA. 
They made it to the finals last year, the Elite Eight the year before. They combine a bunch of veterans in Moretti, and they have some top freshmen. So I could see this team easily getting to Sweet 16 or Elite Eight, and that's all you can ask for when you're getting 40-1 to odds. So they still have some huge division games upcoming, but they've already beaten Louisville you know, during the year pretty easily. Uh, they had some really close losses to Baylor and Kentucky. So uh, I think they can be right in it. So, you know, at that point, I think it really just comes down to coaching. So I could easily see this team making a lead eight again. So at 40 to one, uh, I like those odds. I mean, they drove everyone crazy last year. That's for sure. And they, they should be back. Wow. That those are that is high 40 to one. I like all those picks. I really do so far. I also like Maryland 18 to one. I had coach Lavin. Stopped me in the halls of Fox Sports yesterday. Gave me his phone number. What a maniac. Gives me his phone number. He's like, anytime you need a pick, here I am. And uh, he gave me Maryland. And I had them. And I forgot who I bet them against. And they they rolled. They were down by like 15. They rolled uh, a couple weeks ago. But Coach Mark Turgeon, 20 and 4. They're 10 and 3 in conference. Anthony Cowan's this guard. He's not afraid to shoot 35% from behind the arc. Uh I think who they beat? They beat Marquette. They beat Iowa. They beat Ohio State. They beat Illinois twice. They're going to be right there for the Big Ten title. I don't know if there's any catching them, and they're going to get a nice seed in the uh, in the uh, title game. And they're eighteen to one to w- cut down the nets. Those are nice mid range. You got Dayton still at twelve to one. Parlay Kid got them earlier in the year. Much better odds. Much higher odds. FSU thirty five from Parlay Kid. Brother Bryce says Texas Tech forty. Coach Lavin and I say Maryland eighteen to one. Jim Cunningham, you demanded to weigh in on this. You sent me a last-minute email right before we went to the podcast. Who do you like? Yeah, I like Duke just because I don't like Tate, so I just figured <laughs> got to get it out there. <laughs> I had a feeling that was <laughs> some similar reasoning behind that. All right, 8-1 to one odds, Duke to win it all. Uh, never a terrible bet. Let's move on to this NBA All-Star weekend. Um, it's fun. I don't recommend betting too much money on it because it's, it's a little crazy. They'll put the ball down. They won't play defense in the game itself, uh, or they will decide to play defense. It'll drive you absolutely bonkers. Now, I'm looking at these rosters. Coach Vogel's team, selected by LeBron. Anthony Davis, all right, that makes sense, teammate. Harden, Luka, Kawhi, LeBron obviously on the team. Then you got Lillard, Jokic, and Westbrook coming off the bench. Is that real? What the hell's going on here? Giannis, all right, I get it. Trey Young, Shockham, uh, Pascal Siakam, uh, Kemba Walker, Embiid. Oh, man. This is four and a half, Brian. Um, yeah, I saw four and a half on uh, FanDuel. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know what these – I have no idea why the line is so low. I mean, I guess unless you figure, like, Giannis's team is maybe going to play some defense because they have Gobert, they're going to have Butler. Maybe they're figuring there's going to be some defense, but – I feel like Team LeBron minus four and a half in a weekend that's going to be all about Kobe. Uh, look, LeBron's going to want to put on a show, so I even recommend maybe looking at LeBron. He's plus 450 I've seen for MVP, so I oh, like yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, while Giannis right now is the best player in the world uh, pretty pretty easily, uh, he might be the worst GM in the world. He, you know, he makes <laughs> uh, Steve Mills look pretty good. So um, four and a half just... I, I can't believe I saw that number, but four and a half seems too low for this uh, game. So I would be all over Team LeBron. Right? Didn't he draft Embiid second? Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You look at his team, and you think he had like the the seventh, eighth, and ninth pick in this draft. I don't know what right. happened. Right? It's like yeah. it's like LeBron has the best, uh, first best, uh, f- you know, best five yeah, players for everything. I, I don't, I don't it, get- 
It's like he it. got two picks for every one pick that uh, that Giannis <laughs> got. Or maybe Giannis exactly. just feels bad not taking some of these guys. Maybe, he's, but th- this is where if you become close friends with somebody, maybe it's at your detriment. And uh, and LeBron's like, I don't give a shit. I'm taking the best team here, uh, or at least stats wise, the best team. Right. Uh, what did I want to say about Giannis? Yeah, so he had 38 in this game last year. Didn't win MVP. You have to win the game. Your team has to win the game to win MVP, but he's at plus 550 this year. You know he tries. As a team captain, he's going to try. But again, you have to win. Man, I don't see the West blowing it here. As far as the three-point contest goes, Lillard, Dame Lillard, I think he went 0 for, put a 0 for uh, 4 yesterday, but he's been red, red hot from behind the arc. Uh, and Trey Young, Plus three fifty for the three point contest. Joe Harris is in it. He won it last year, four to one odds. Harry, how do you see this going down? I'm going to take Trey Young at plus three fifty to win it. Um, shoots thirty seven percent from three, averaging thirty points a game. Uh, it's very electric player. Probably my favorite player in the league now. I love watching this guy play. And I did do some research here, and I'm going to go against this trend where uh, dating back like thirty years, um, only uh, the only point guards. To win were Mark Price. He won two years in a row for the Cavs. Uh, Kyrie won once. Uh, winners are usually catch and shoot guards like Harris, like you just mentioned, Sal. Uh, Devin Booker, Seth Curry. Uh, Bird won three times uh, as a forward. But I'm going to go with it like the other way. I just love the way Trey Young plays. I think he's going to shine here. Um, favorite player in the league. I'm rolling with Trey Young. All right. That should be a fun one. Um, Hey, the dunk contest, Aaron Gordon, plus 160. Now, you remember, was that four years ago? I'm seeing 2016, Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine. That was like the last really great one, right? Like that, like you just, they could have gone all night and not broken that tie. Um, But Aaron Gordon didn't win that, but he's plus 160 to win the whole thing. Parlay Kid, you're going another way. Yeah, well, I mean, what? There are four guys in the dunk contest, right? So why not? Take the you know the guy with the uh, you know the the heaviest odds here. Uh, Dwight Howard at seven to one. Sal Superman is back, right? Uh, won it in two thousand eight. Twelve years later, he's competing in this competition. Wouldn't it make for a nice story, Sal, for Dwight to win this competition? And look, we know how silly this competition has gotten over the years as well, too. Uh, I think Dwight he wouldn't he would not do this unless he has a few dunks up his sleeve. Let's let's roll with Dwight at seven to one to win this contest. All right. Yeah. I mean, I have a zillion Dwight Howard jokes right now with the cape and everything, but for, we'll pass on that. <laughs> uh, I'll say this, Jim Cunningham. You, you got involved with the skills competition again. You emailed me. You won it. Now Spencer Didwitty. This is a funny story. They interviewed him. He's a three to one favorite to win the skills competition. Harry or some Brian, maybe one of you guys texted the tweet he sent, and it led to an interview where he said. He's not going to even bet himself because he thought he'd be a long shot. He wishes he would have made it a joke in years past uh, when he won in 2017 and 18. He would have had higher odds, and he jokingly said he would have bet himself, whether he's joking or not. I love that he's talking about odds in this dumb skills competition. But uh, Patrick Beverly's in it, 7-1 to one odds. He won five years ago. What are you doing? You got, you, you're all over the place here, Jim. Who do you like? I like Little Sabonis. I was thinking about Patrick Beverly just – trying to scare the crap out of people on the sideline. But I think um, I'm going to go with little Zabonis <laughs> after uh, Porzingis won a couple of years ago. I could see him doing the same. All right. Like, there you go. And you had something else for the dunk? Or do you like something else, right? Uh, I don't like. Yeah, he likes oh, the I like Jets. Derek Jones Jr. Yeah, I like the Jets. Exactly. <laughs> 
I like Derek Jones Jr. He's unbelievable. It'll be interesting to see if Aaron Gordon can bring back that magic. It's a shame that uh, Zach Levine's not in it, though. Yeah, I know. He should have been in it. That was a lot of fun. Again, I can't believe 2016, four years ago. All right. Uh, That brings us to Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. Now, a lot of controversy here because there are online publications all over the place having uh posting their own riverboat casinos um people crediting their, their own casinos on various platforms but i don't know like the <laughs> I, I read something the other day like a uh, robert de niro favorite movie and then they put odds to it so i don't know the captain the captain's not happy about it the captain's ready to go into litigation but there's only one captain morgan make believe riverboat casino don't get confused our sponsored segment each week the degenerate trifecta and I set sail tackling pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. The XFL debuted this week. I already lost money. I'm not going to lie. Fox says, hey, support the league. Say good things about the league. I do like some things about it. I like the kickoff. I could see the NFL adopting that. I like that they stay like statues until the, uh, the, uh, the kick returner actually touches the ball and then everyone's allowed to move. Supposed to cut down on injuries. We'll see. Um, the interesting thing you could learn about a play about 30 seconds before the snap, you see the offensive coordinator talking to the quarterback. Um, I, I can't imagine a Vince McMahon led production. That's going <laughs> to, it's going to be legit. I feel like the defense is going to capitalize on that. We're going to see some weird things. It's like stealing signs without stealing signs. Um, I like that. We could see the replay review guy go through his stuff. Although they haven't screwed anything up. I think that's going to be a problem when they screw up. Then, then it's going to be like, oh boy, we had to listen to that and he was wrong. But uh, so far, so good. Harry, you like it already. You're playing guess the lines with yourself. Um, but what is the most fun sport outside of the big four to bet and watch? This goes all through history. We go WNBA 3-1, to one, XFL reboot at 9-2, to two, arena football 11-1, Major League Soccer 20-1, to one, or the field at 5-2, to two, Harry, like I said, you're already making lines. You're into this. Uh, are you into it enough to say it's the most fun sport outside of the big four ever? No, I, I am not yet. I, I am into it. And I like this. I agree with you, Sal. It was it was done properly. It was done well. Um, not too many major things. A lot of extra things in there. The uh, extra point is going to be interesting when it comes to spreads, too. I mean, in the NFL, you get three, four, seven, ten key numbers. No key numbers in this. But uh uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But I'm going to go with uh, the field here at 5-2. to two. I'm going to take the USFL. It, they lasted from 1983 to 1985. I think, Sal, we were we were 12 years old, loving football, loving sports. Darren, you were, what, 13 maybe? And uh, and just all of a sudden, we're getting, we're getting into Sports Center. It's That's coming around for a couple of years. And then all of a sudden, this league is going to try to commit uh, and challenge the NFL. I mean, they did sort of for a little bit. Signing all the you know all these top notch players out of college. Herschel Walker uh, was the man coming out of Georgia, and he's going to go to the NFL. But then uh, Donald Trump and uh, decided to sign him, and he went to the New Jersey Generals. Um, we we had stuff. Going, we had Jim Kelly going to the Houston Gamblers, which was my favorite team because right, Houston Gamblers, right? Um, all right, I get it. Yeah. You know, and Steve Young. I, Steve Young signed <laughs> with the LA Express. I think they still owe him money somehow. I think he's still getting paid on that contract. Back in like 1984, <laughs> because they just didn't have the money, and the owner didn't have the money, and the Bobby Bonilla. Uh, so, anyways, USFL. yeah, it was cool for a while, but then it folded. But obviously, uh, it was interesting at the time. I did. Uh, I'm with you. I'm going USFL as my pro sport. I should have signified that uh, differentiate that it's pro sport, 
um, outside of the big four. That's your favorite. Uh, yeah, you mentioned all those guys to come at it. Lots of fun players. Herschel Walker, Steve Young, Reggie White, Jim Kelly, as you mentioned, Marv Levy yeah. and George Allen, Hall of Fame coaches uh, were coaches in the uh, USFL. It was pretty good for three years. And by the way, no surprise here, though, Donald Trump, the owner of the Generals, everything was going fine. And then he urged the league to move from spring to a fall schedule. He was OK because there was no Kansas team. He had to recite recite the name. Um, they, they competed with the NFL and got <laughs> smashed. Of course, they sued the NFL. Uh, for it was like an antitrust thing. They won a dollar. The judges tripled that judgment to three dollars, and that was it for the USFL. But that was fun for a while. Uh, Parlay Kid, what are you saying for most fun professional league to bet on outside of the? Big yeah, Four? well, I, I think this. You know, I did not have a chance to bet on the one I'm going to mention. Um, yeah. too young, but I, I can I can barely. I do remember it uh, growing up, and that's the ABA, the American Basketball Association. Mm-hmm. You talk about you talk about fun. Uh, there's no other startup league that had more of an impact on their sport than the ABA had on basketball. Uh, I remember as a kid, it was, they used a red, white, and blue ball. Right. Uh, you've probably seen highlights of this uh, if, if you're if you're too young, because this league went from 67 to 76. Now um, they originated the three point shot, uh, and they really embraced the high flyers like Dr. J. And and George Gervin, who played in the league, along with Rick Barry, Artis Gilmore, some fantastic players. Um, and it really is uh, the one league where four teams merged into the NBA when the ABA folded. Can any of you name one of those four teams? Can anybody name one? The Nets. Uh, the Nets. Wait a minute. Hold on. Nets. Good. Nets won. The ABA. Anything else? Uh, I'm Nuggets? lost. I'm not good at this. Jim, you got this. The Jets. NBA, uh, it was uh, they merged. It was the Nets, Nuggets, Pacers, and Spurs. So, That's right. Uh, four teams. When when does that happen? No USFL t- ever team ever merged. That's really never happened in any of these other sports. So credit to the ABA because really a lot of their game resonates more in today's NBA than the NBA from back in that time resonating now. It's really more of it was right now is more of a, what what the ABA was. So credit right. to them. The only comparison you can make is the AFL and the NFL, which isn't really fair. Yes. I mean, they were right neck and neck in there. And then when the Jets won yes. that Super Bowl, that uh, evened things up a little bit. Uh, all right, Brother Bry, what do you like? We have USFL. We have uh, ABA. What are you going with? Yeah, well, I do like the ABA. I mean, you had a, a, a movie from Will Ferrell and Semi-Pro about the ABA in the Flint, right. Michigan tropics. So I don't think they ever made the NBA, though, but... Um... It's a, a good one, but I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go WNBA. I know you guys may make fun of me here, but I may, I think I bet on more women's sports than anyone in the world. Anyone that I know of, um, that includes Harry, but for some reason I feel like betting women's sports, I may, maybe there's an advantage there, but mm-hmm. I kind of, I, I still am kind of into all levels of women's basketball for whatever reason. I think it's just cause my little one is, is really into it. So I want her to be good at it. But how many men today texted each other that Skylar Diggins uh, was traded to the mercury? Because I know Harry and I did. Um, <laughs> wow. We went back and forth on that. We, we kept that I, off of our, our regular text chain. Uh, that was just between uh, us. But one thing I mercury, do love to baby, Mercury. Betting, 
When Harry gives out a WNBA line too, I love going against it. It it always seems to win. Whenever Harry gives out his WNBA <laughs> pick, it always seems to lose. So really, um, right, keep that it, coming, uh, yeah. Harry. Help it's us a out. Fun one. It's a fun. Brian's one. right. That's I got good. no defense here. Brian's right. You know what, Brian? You're going to have the last laugh when the WNBA and the NBA merges, and then you're going to be able to <laughs> stick it in your brother's face. I actually wouldn't mind that right now, honestly. <laughs> Just mix it up a little. Change uh, up Jim, the game I'm going to give. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give you a chance, Jim, but I, I, I 100% know you're going to say uh, all elite wrestling, right? <laughs> no, I, I couldn't think of uh, most fun, but I will say a least fun gambling experience I had was um, in middle school, a bunch of my friends and I got those Siamese fighting fish, you know, those like mm -hmm. beta fish. And we yeah. had set up a tournament to have them uh, fight each other. And after the first one, it was it didn't look like either of them were going to make it. So then we were going to do a uh, giant royal rumble where you pour them all into the same bowl, and it was just so horrifying that we didn't even end up doing it at all. All right. Well, I don't think that's what we're talking about. Pro leagues and whatever. Okay, but that's it, I like. It that, depends though. on the country. Depends on the country. You could probably do that. I hear you. I hear. You. All right. <laughs> That is another week of Captain Morgan's Make Believe Riverboat Casino. No matter how you live like a captain, Captain Morgan reminds you to please drink responsibly and take care of your fighter fish. Captain's orders. All right, Sharp Tank. Slim pickings, fellas. What do we have? We have NCAA basketball, of which there really are not have lines released now. It's Wednesday afternoon. Um, there's some golf. There's NASCAR. What do we have? We have uh, All-Star Weekend. We got the fight. Oh, well, we're going to be off next week. So I'm going to give uh, these guys an opportunity to bet the fight if they want. Harry, we'll start with you. Best bet. What is it? All right. Well, uh, this past week I was on Joe House's Fairway Rolling Golf oh. Podcast. We went over a lot of picks back and forth. Um, the, we're going to go. I'm going to go with the Genesis Invitational here at Riviera Country Club. Sal, I think you were there a couple of years ago. Pacific mm -hmm. Palisades. Uh, I'm going to go with top 10 finish Bubba Watson at two to one. Listen, Bubba wins this tournament on even years. He's won this tournament three <laughs> times. He won in 14, 16, 18. Now it's 20. He's got in its last since 2014. Hold on. Three go wins. Again. With three three years, a fifteenth finish, a fourteenth finish, and a withdrawal. Bubba Watson at ten to one, excuse me, two to one to mm. finish in the top ten. All right, I got. Uh, I was actually there two years ago when he won it. He chipped one out of the sand right in front of me, uh, birdie, mm. and uh, kind of controlled that whole last round. That was good. I might go. I went last year. I might go this Friday too for a little bit. Um, I hope that's enough incentive for someone to uh, go out to the tournament. That I might be there. Friday. Um, that, that's good enough. I also like Cantley, Harry. Uh, fourth and 15th in the last two tournaments. He kind of likes mm -hmm. this course. Top 10 is plus 235, I believe. I got that on Fox Bet. All right. Uh, Parley Kid, what do you like? Best bet. Yeah, best bets out this time last year. I gave Joe Harris an 8-1 to one to win the uh, three-point competition. So I'm going to stick with the three-point competition. And at plus 450, I'm going to be taking Duncan Robinson from the Miami Heat. So this guy about four years ago, I'm not sure exactly, maybe four years ago or so, was playing Division three basketball before transferring to the University of Michigan because he does one thing. He shoots. He's a lights-out shooter. He's a 44% three-point shooter, and that's what his game is based on, unlike some of these other guys who do some other things. This guy is a shooter. He spends his day just shooting threes in gyms, 
Uh, I like him with these odds at plus 450. So like last year, I hit it. Uh, looking to hit this one again. All right. Uh, yeah, Duncan. I can't take Duncan Robinson seriously until the Spurs sign him. How is he not a San Antonio Spur with the name That's Duncan Robinson? They got to get <laughs> him already. It's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, Brother Bry, what's your best bet? All right. So I'm going to go. This is next week, but I'm going to go the Wilder uh, Fury fight. And mm-hmm. I think most people right now, including myself, think it's either going to be Wilder by KO or Fury by decision. But based on the odds, I'm going to take the fight at minus 115 not to go to the distance. I really don't remember a fighter quite like Wilder. He can look bad or not do much for a few rounds, but he always seems to find a way to land that huge punch. In 42 of Wilder's 43 fights have not gone the distance, and he put Fury down. And the only fight that didn't go the distance, he put Fury down in the ninth and the 12th round. So I think at some point he's going to land that bomb. He might not do a whole lot throughout the fight, even though that first fight was great, but... At some point in time, he's going to land the bomb. Can Fury take that? Uh, I'm going to say he lands it early enough and this fight's stopped. Uh, and then also you also, I mean, it's possible he's urgent late in the fight too, and maybe Fury can win by a late stoppage. But um, I, I like that. And I was curious your thoughts because there's a bet. Um, you could either take the, to not go the distance at minus 115, or you could also take Wilder to score a knockdown at minus 115. I was curious mm. which one you liked better. Interesting. Well, for um, for a few things first, I lost, I bet the under, I bet that it wouldn't go the distance the first time. And I was, I was really mad. I was bummed at the refs. I thought the, I thought he did have the knockout. It was uh, an atrocious result. Everything worked uh, against me there. Uh, Second thing, you can get the draw again. If the judges have a nerve to call it a draw, you can get it at 22 to one this time. Uh, That might be funny again, if they do that. But uh, on lock it in, I gave under eight and a half rounds plus 135. You can get under seven and a half plus 170. Six and a half is like plus 250. I do like the under. I don't think it'll be as tactical as the first one. There's always a chance one of them's not in shape. We know Wilder from his interviews. He came on against a lot, said he had a cold when he fought Fury. I kind of believe it. I think he's going to be in better shape. I think he's going to be better conditioned and uh, more focused. I like him. I like both those, Brian. I think he's going to knock him down. I think he's going to knock him out. But I like the uh, better result. If something stupid happens, I, I just like it under those middle rounds right there, eight and a half. And I'll say this, probably my best Super Bowl bet ever. And I'm going to screw this up, but I gave it out on Simmons' podcast. It was a cross-sport parlay, in which one of the sports happened three weeks after the Super Bowl. It was the length of Jimmy G's first touchdown pass, minus one and a half yards over completed rounds in Wilder Fury. I think Jimmy G was first touchdown was 18 yards. So right, that yeah. means Wilder Fury would have to go 16 and a half rounds. I don't see it happening. I just don't. <laughs> I don't see it happening. Um, I won that. I actually won. I like it under anyway. I think it's going to be right in there. Eight and a half, seven and a half, six and a half. Um, hmm. I like Watson. I like Duncan Robinson too. You know what? I already have this on Lock It In. I like it, Brian. I'm going to go with uh, Parlay Kid. He's got the hot hand from behind the arc. He picked the winner of the three-point contest last year. Oh, yeah. Duncan Robinson oh. is going to win it this year for the Miami yes. Heat, plus 450. Let's jump on that, Parlay Kid. Nice. And uh, Jim, uh, heel producer Jim, do you have anything for us? No. <laughs> no best bet. <laughs> All right. Well, then why don't you just tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter? You can find me on Twitter at Jim Cunningham. The eyes are ones. And in Tom Gunn Live, February 29th in Los Angeles. Come on. Okay, that's right. So we're off next week. So this is the last time you'll be able to promote that on this uh, 
podcast. Maybe Simmons will let you go on his and promote it. But the yeah. February 29th, there is now you you assure us that there is a February 29th this year. There is. It is a leap year. I don't know what that means for Bubba Watson's uh, calendar, but uh, <laughs> okay. yeah, this is a leap year. All right. Uh, Parlay Kid, where can people find you? Uh, I'm at the Chalk Talker, Sal. Um, not much else going on. Looks like uh, basketball season uh, ended today uh, with a playoff loss for the uh, John Glenn Knights. Uh, uh, so it's just on to uh, spring sports now here with a uh, little lacrosse coming up. So looking forward to that. Um, that's about it. It's like you said, it's uh, really right now it's uh, Islanders hockey and Dayton basketball. That's what we're looking at. Well, when we get back, it will be in the, I don't want to say the swing, full swing of things, but it'll be late February. It'll be, um, you know, apparently, according to Jim, there's like 70 days in February this year, but we'll be getting <laughs> closer to uh, meaningful basketball. Uh, Brother Brian, what about you? Yeah, I'm at the brother Bry. And uh, speaking of John Glenn sports, I will say the John Glenn girls basketball team, which the Parley United's ki- uh, kids' nep- uh, niece, sorry, is on that team. They uh, beat our rivals, Harborfields, on a last second bu- half court buzzer beater on um, Monday. So it's a shame, though, nobody had it on tape, which I found oh, that really? to be funny. Crazy. I, well, I Crazy. still haven't seen it. I feel like that, that would have easily been a Sports Center top 10 in a playoff sure. game like that. Uh, it was a crazy shot. It was a swish too, like falling out of bounds, kind of from half court. Mm. And uh, as of now, I still don't have a tape of it. So, oh. um, and Harry didn't bet yeah. on that. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> All right, Harry, what about you? You're on the uh, men. You're trying to lose weight. And where can people uh, send you inspirational uh, tweets? Uh, at AAO Harry. Also, you can check out my website, BestBetCorner.com, where I give other golf picks and other sports information and on oddshark.com. You can check out my XFL article this week. I give my report card on week one and give my picks for week two. So that's that. All right. And there you go. And oh, by the way, also, by, by the way, Sal, meant well, you to just tell let you. me Ken, sign off. Go ahead. What, what, what is it? Ken's, <laughs> Ken's hairstylist was born on leap year. Oh, interesting. Speaking of Ken's yeah. hairstylist, I wanted to say Ken is in Vegas. He is getting a haircut at one of those expensive $500, $400 haircuts and sent me copies of the tickets he bet. And one of them was Bubba Watson, top 10, Harry. You better hope it hits because he's got a lot no, of money we, on it. That was uh, to win it. Me and him went partners, 100 bucks oh. at 20 to 1. Oh, to win the whole thing. Oh, boy. Yep. You're in trouble. Mm-hmm. You're in trouble. You're going to gonna have to sleep under the Ken's drip. Ken's never had faith in me. Never. Now no. he does? Yeah, I know. This is it's not how it works out. All right. Pray for Harry. It's another episode. Against all odds, Cousin Sal. See me on Lock It In. FS1, 430 to 530 East. And Jimmy Kimmel Live, 1135 tonight, every weeknight on ABC. That's that for the Degenerate Trifecta and heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Na, na, na.